Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, and today I am exploring the question with you, can a morning practice really change your life? What is the hype? I hate the word hype, but I just used it. Can a morning practice really change your life? And I want to give you a couple of questions to consider. I want to, as always, in everything I do, encourage you to test everything that I say against your own inner knowing, against your intuition. And I want to share with you five tips, reminders about your morning practice, whether you have one, whether you are just wanting to start one, whether you had one in the past, but you gave up for a while, which is very typical. I have clients who um, I meet with and all of a sudden they say like, I've just been off my game. I haven't been able to find motivation. And one of the first places we check in is the morning practice. And it seems like one of those self-improvement, self-help tips that you just are kind of tired of hearing, (laughs) but it's around for a long time because it actually is quite powerful. There's something about that morning hour hour, say two hours. The reason I say hour is because it's before your subconscious, your inner um, gremlins, your inner editor has had a chance to fully wake up. So you're still in that sort of subconscious place where all things are possible and you have a chance to actually influence your day. You have a chance to be intentional with the way you invest your time, your energy, and your attention. So if you're being feeling skeptical, that's okay. It's great. <laughs> Skepticism is healthy. Um, and it's where I invite you to just have an open mind. If you already have a practice, but you're kind of tired of it, you're bored of it, you want to try something new, this is for you as well. If you have not had a consistent morning practice and you want to experiment with one, this is for you too. If you're curious about all the, the hype, again, I use that word, <laughs> and the claims of mornings being like the morning practice is a must for any success in any area in all areas of your life. If you're curious about that and like, is that for real? Um, this is for you too. And if you're thinking like, can't I have a successful life without a morning practice? Yeah, this is for you too. <laughs> so first and foremost, I will tell you, you already have some morning habits, right? A practice and a habit are, you can sort of interchange those two words. Practice is something that you create in your life to intentionally get better at something over time, knowing that you're not going to be perfect along the way. And a habit has the same sort of idea behind it. It's that 
something that you do over time because you want to learn how to automate it more in your life. That's what a habit is. It's like, you don't have to think about it anymore. So the reason I say you already have some morning practice is because there's things that you do automatically without even thinking about it now that were not always a habit for you. Brushing your teeth, washing your face, maybe taking a shower, maybe um, writing you know, your to-do list, whatever it is you do, how you make your coffee, your morning water with lemon, whatever it is, they're not things that you've done since you were born. So at some point, either your family of origin taught you how to wake up every morning and brush your teeth, and then you forgot, forgot, forgotten. And one day you didn't even have to remember anymore and it became automatic. That's a habit. There's things that maybe you used to do, but then you stopped doing them for a few days, maybe four days, five days. Maybe you woke up and did some stretching in the morning. Maybe you went for a walk and then a few days you didn't go and the few days turned into a few weeks and all of a sudden that habit fell off the track. Again, not doing something is also a habit, right? So it doesn't have to be positive or negative, bad or good. It's just starting to notice that, oh, wait a minute, I used to do this. I liked it when I did it. I don't do it anymore why did I stop? Right. And it's really not about being a good person or a bad person. It's just understanding the the mechanics behind building habits. If you're interested in learning more about habits, one of my favorite books that I just recently read within the last year or two is a book called Atomic Habits. And I'm going to forget the, um, the author right now because I can't remember it. Um, but I'm going to look it up real quick for you. I'm also going to put the link to this book in the show notes. You can link right to it. His name is James Clear. And again, the book is called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Now, again, bad or good, judgment call, right? It's not for him to tell you what's good or bad, but there are things that are going to serve you in your life more, especially if you're someone who is wanting to create a specific type of thing in your life, whether it's write a book or start a podcast or get healthy or lose weight or um, start a business or make more money or have a better relationship with your family, whatever it is, it's a habit, right? So the thing that he talks about in this book is how we have to reframe the way we look at habits and how old outdated science about habits has kept us stuck actually. So I'm not gonna go into a full book review here. Perhaps I'll do that on a later episode, but just to say that there's a lot of great books out there on habits, and I read a lot of them. This is a great one, one that I've given to the women in my membership circle as a book club review, and one that I've gotten amazing feedback on. So check it out if you want to learn more about habits after the podcast, but hang out with me for a bit. So I want to give you some more opportunities for reflection on whether a morning practice is something that you even want to do. So First and foremost, can a morning practice really change your life? There's a question that comes right after that. The first one is, do you want to change your life? It's a really simple question, but is there some, and it doesn't mean your entire life, right? Because when we start, the reason it's called Atomic Habits, the book I just mentioned is because and at first when I, when I read the word atomic, I thought it was like atomic energy, but actually it's not what it means. <laughs> It means atomic as in the size of an atom. So tiny, tiny, tiny. 
So the best way that you have a chance of creating a new habit or breaking a habit is in the tiniest of motions continued over time. So when I say, do you want to change your life? I'm actually specifically asking, is there, is there an aspect of your life that you want to change? Is there something in your life that you want to, I don't know, adjust or elevate or reduce or try, try to like, just try something new. Um, You know, over this last year during this lockdown pandemic, we've been sort of stuck at home and doing like, we've had this hyper focus lens on our home life and what's working and not working. So maybe out of the mess and chaos of the last year, maybe there's some new opportunities for you that have emerged. Maybe you're like me and have gained some weight over the the last year. And I'm not like shaming myself for it, but I just realized I I really need to start doing some strength training. So I started a whole new habit months ago um, beyond my daily stretching, beyond my daily yoga moves, beyond my dancing, which are all great for cardio. But I realized like I really miss strength training. So I couldn't go to the gym for the longest time as probably many of you couldn't. Um, I do now because our gym is open um, at minimum capacity. And so I've been going in the mornings like five days a week. But I actually, when I couldn't go, instead of saying like, oh, I'll have to just wait to start this, I ordered some weights for the house. (laughs) It was really hard to find actually, because I think I wasn't alone in this particular habit. Um, But I made it really easy for myself. I'm going to teach you a little bit about how to ensure that your morning practice is serving you and how to make it as easy for you as possible to make those changes. So do you want to change something about your life? Is there a habit or practice that you want to change? And if so, I would suggest that a morning practice is a really powerful starting point because the thing that I've been saying for years is the way you start your day is the way you show up in your life for your relationships for your goals, and for your family, most importantly for yourself. And if you don't believe me, (laughs) we're going to make a little experiment out of it. And when at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a, a free link to try my personal magic morning habit, which I have been practicing for probably 13 years now, teaching for about a decade. Thousands of people have gone through this. It is free and it is yours. I'm going to share the link with you and what it is all about at the end of this episode. So stay tuned because if you want to try it for yourself, this is the most simple, straightforward place to try it. So once you realize that there's something you want to change, and and I would suggest like the, the title of the book that I mentioned, Atomic Habits, suggests It's not about making like a ocean change in your life. It's not about changing everything. And sometimes external changes happen and it feels overwhelming, like the major stress causing, you know, shift in your life, like moving homes, divorce, God forbid someone passes away, um, changing jobs. Those kind of things are external changes that cue a massive tidal wave of other changes in your life. And it can cause a lot of stress in your body. Not, not necessarily negative stress can be positive or negative stress, because if you choose to move homes, then you have to go through a million steps to do it, but you've chosen it. So it's kind of like a, just managing the stress that comes is, is really important, but sometimes change happens that you can't really, you know, 
things that happen in our lives that we can simply be present for and be proactive with our own inner work so we can be present for the changes and not spiral out of control, which sometimes we do, and that's okay too. Right? Um, so once you decide that you have something that you want to start shifting, I would say start as small as possible and give yourself permission to get it wrong and you know shift and change along the way. The reason that it's important to have this meaningful change that you want to make is because when you get up in the morning, if you don't have a purpose to your practice, it's gonna be very easy to hit that snooze button. When you have a purpose to your practice, it's very, very different when the snooze button option arises to say, nope, I got this, keep going. Like you create an affirmation for yourself, which is something I help you create in the magic morning habit to say, um, like something that Mel Robbins teaches, which is awesome, is like that five, four, three, two, one principle, because it gives you a quick mantra in the morning, because it's not that we have to decide again every single morning what to do. That's the point of making your morning practice a habit so that it doesn't become a decision every day, because decision takes CPU power from your brain. If you have to decide to do it every day, the likelihood of you saying yes goes down when you're tired, when you're in a bad mood, when you didn't go to sleep early enough, when it's raining, et cetera, right? You get the point. So once you have that purpose to your practice, for example, if you are trying to write a book, you're deciding to write a book, if it's just because you wanna write a book, that's not purposeful, right? If you want to write a book that changes lives, if you wanna write a book that helps parents be more peaceful in their homes, if you wanna write a book and, and um, you know, help women in underserved communities make money and, and experience freedom and joy. Like those are purposeful things. So that in the morning, when you wake up, <laughs> you say to yourself, like, I have a purpose and you, it actually helps you to move towards it and take that three second of courage decision to get up and do your practice. So that's just one example. Another example is you want to feel like you, or you want to even, I don't know, start a business. Say you're starting a business or you want to grow your business and you want to show up to your clients like the best version of you. You, you know that when you are on point, aligned, have meaning, and you show up to those client calls or whatever you're showing up to to teach, you are like amazing, on fire, inspired, and people are magnetized towards you. You can, you can start seeing the difference, right? So if you have not had a morning practice up until this point, but you can see the benefits of it as I'm explaining to you, having a practice with purpose, I want you to first spend some time to ask yourself, like, why do you want a morning practice? Is it to be a more peaceful, present mom? Is it to feel healthier and well in your body? Is it to um, be more creative? Is it to um, be a more stealth marketer, like what is it you want to get more ideas? Because I'll tell you one of the benefits, there's many benefits, but one of the main benefits is that you start to clear that inner cobweb that happens first thing in the morning and you get these really inspired ideas. Like I get most of my magical ideas during my morning practice, during movement, during my walk, during shower. Like I have these places where I, I feel like I'm 
so present in the moment in my body, that's where inspiration comes. And that's one of the benefits of having a regular morning practice that you can come to. It's like your spirit, your body, your mind start to get used to having this place where they can fully be aligned and offer you new ideas, new ways of seeing things, new perspectives. And each of the three elements of the way I teach the magic morning habit are positioned and created in a way that will automatically help you to release stuff that you've been holding on to, to access inner wisdom, and to connect to something that is bigger than you. Source, spirit, intuition, your highest self, God, goddess, whatever you connect to, it helps you do this on a regular basis. Because a lot of the mistakes that people make are in terms of being creative and being inspired is they wait until they're feeling super, super stuck, or they're waiting until they have to like their back is against the wall and they have to figure out how to make some money now. Well, from that place of constriction and doubt, it's going to be very difficult to get an inspired idea. But if you have an ongoing practice with purpose, then you know you have a place to go to get what you need, get that inspiration, get that guidance, uh, feel like you're present in your body and have access to that part of your strategic mind without all of the noise and distraction. So I have given you a lot of to think about so far. <laughs> and I hope your wheels are spinning and you're like, okay, Elena, I definitely want to have a morning practice. What do I do? So first I'm going to give you five tips about a morning practice in general. And then I'm going to give you uh, a homework because I don't want to teach the magic morning habit here. I do a really good job, in-depth job at teaching the magic morning habit. And I want to give it to you as a free gift. Um, if you're like, I don't want the tips. I just want the habit now. Fine. <laughs> Go to my Instagram account in the bio. You'll see free magic, three-step magic morning habit. Click that and you'll get it right away. Like you don't have to wait. Um, you'll also find it as a link in any of my podcast episodes, including this one. But as you're doing that, as you're get it, getting it, <laughs> just stay with me for a little bit. And I'm going to give you some tips here that are really important in terms of not just starting a morning practice, but continuing it over time. So the first tip is to stay flexible with it. Don't be so rigid, right? The feminine metrics approach is to have that practice with a purpose. And trust that there's a seasonality and a rhythm to your body and your emotion. So like there's some days where I just pop out of bed. It's amazing. There's other days, maybe if I've just started my period, I, it's a much slower practice and everything in between, right? Like your body has this intuition, this inner compass. And I would say that it, don't use it as like an excuse, meaning like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get up today. I'm feeling tired. I would just say, create a version of a morning practice that serves you when you are feeling a little down or feeling slower or feeling like you just want to stay in bed. Like there's times where I will literally do a morning practice in bed. I'll do movement. Like I'll do stretching in bed. I'll do my journaling in bed. I'll do my meditation. <laughs> like there's literally usually Sunday morning. Um, but there's other days where I want to get outside first thing in the morning because it's really pretty out. And then also I'll, I'll modify my routine based on like if it's winter, if it's summer, how my body's feeling, the plans that I have with my family. So stay flexible, but don't skip it. Just allow it to shift and change with you. But when you have the three key components, you can do them in as little as three to five minutes. That's my promise to you. Tip number two is, don't leave your family out. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most common questions I get is, how do I build my business? 
um, stay on brand, do all my traveling, obviously not this last year. Like, how do I do all the things that I do in my business, writing, speaking, all this stuff, and still be present for my family? It's a very good question. And I think I, I do this work because I'm constantly exploring and evolving how to do that. Um, because what worked five years ago or three years ago or even a year ago isn't going to be the same thing as now. So um, I don't want to leave my family out of it because, um, for example, unless you want to, which I do now, <laughs> I'll explain. When I first started my morning practice, my son was really little. He was like two, three, four years old. And so in that case, I was, you know, parent on duty in the morning because my husband was working and he might be sleeping or at work on shifts. And so when my son woke up, I was on duty. So I couldn't say like, okay, I'm going to do a one hour morning practice, but then my son would wake up and I have to feed him and et cetera. And, and basically just goes out the window. So what I decided to do right away was, and I only started with like a five minute practice and then it grew to 15 minutes. And now I, I can do like a whole 90 minute morning practice if I wanted to. Um, I don't usually, I usually do about 30 minutes or so. Um, maybe, I mean, if I include my workout, maybe it is more like 90 minutes, but it just depends on the day. So what I would do then is I would have like a basket of books and toys and a few treats that would keep him occupied while I did my practice. And I just, I wouldn't get too rigid about it. If he interrupted me during my meditation, I wouldn't make it a big deal. I tried to like guide him to do some if he wanted to, but I really never pushed it with him. I just wanted him to be nearby. Now he is, you know, 15 years old and he is responsible for his own morning time. Like he wakes himself up, he gets himself ready, walks the dog, et cetera. So I do my own very private practice now and have been for years. But if you are in a home with little kids, it like I would say it's the huge benefit of doing the morning practice near them around them if you have to and want to is because they will learn and they by seeing you as their caretaker take care of yourself it's a huge deal I remember my mom as like the most giving loving generous person ever still is but I don't ever remember her taking her time for herself like very rarely and still it's very difficult for her to take that time for herself so for me, it was like this counterintuitive thing that I was like, I think, oh, wow, she's very generous, very kind, but not towards herself, you know, and I really think that if by seeing my mom not take care of herself, I sort of became a self-care coach right? <laughs> eventually. Um, but imagine the gifts that you would give your children and even your partner um, or anyone else in your home right, around you of giving yourself this little gift of sacred space. And then defending it, like if you do want it for yourself, if you create a little cozy nook in your home where you meditate or journal, whatever it is, you know, just let them know, inform them. So they're not like feeling like you're leaving them, but you're informing them and you'll be so surprised. So many kids get really creative and actually create their own version of what you're doing. And it can be really, really fun to do it as well. You can help them do it too. Okay, that's number two. Number three is, it's very helpful because we're habitual creatures to automate as much as possible. So that would mean things like setting out your journal with extra pens, because I run out of a lot of pens. So I, I order my pens in bulk. I have my favorite ones. And you, it's really helpful to have a pen that you really love to write with and, and a journal that you really love to write with, with nice paper. If it flows well, if it doesn't bleed, you know, you can experiment and find what you want to do. Some people get very creative and, and make like drawings and things like that, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. I've seen some of Elizabeth Gilbert's 
morning journals and they're amazing. Like she's an artist. <laughs> it's incredible, but like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not comparing. I'm just doing what I do. So follow your own intuition. The next thing is to prepare. Um, if you're going to dance or work out or stretch, and if you just don't want to do it in the clothes you were sleeping in, set out those clothes the night before. I can't tell you what a huge difference it makes. Um, I wake up really early to go to the gym in the morning. So I prep my, my um, gym clothes ready for myself in the bathroom. Um, I also prep because I like to grab a cup of coffee on the way out and have lemony water. I have my headphones set out. I have a cup of coffee and the, the I have my um, water heater, what is it called? Kettle thing already filled with water. So all I have to do is turn it on. Like I make it as easy for myself as possible so I can get up and out the door in a time that feels good to me and do whatever I need to do. I do some journaling, I do working out and I do meditating afterwards now and dancing afterwards. So again, you can see I'm very flexible right now because the first thing I do in the morning now is I wake up, I journal, I get dressed, and then I go to the gym for about an hour, hour and a half. And then I come home and do my meditating and dancing. So whereas like, if I don't go to the gym, I will do all those things beforehand. So just stay flexible, but get yourself automated as much as possible. Number four is check in and question your practice. Check in with yourself. If you start doing something and it's working really well, awesome, keep going, expand it. But if you've started something and it just isn't sticking, maybe it's not the entire morning practice. Maybe there's just some elements that you're not enjoying. So I always have my clients ask themselves and myself, how can I make this more enjoyable? How can I build in more joy? How can I build in more pleasure for myself? How can I make it feel better for me and easier for me to do it? Maybe it's the music that you're listening to, maybe having some really pretty music that you like. In fact, when, when you do get the magic morning habit, I include four playlists that I have been curating and cultivating for years. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, there's four playlists and you can choose one based on your mood. It's morning grace, stomp, activate, and sensual. So each morning I literally like just check in with my body and choose a playlist for my dance. I usually use the morning grace one, um, not for my meditation. I have other meditation music. I use my insight timer for that because I don't want any words during my morning meditation. I do like words during my evening meditation sometimes, but not during my morning meditation. So just check in with yourself. What's working? Can I find a better tool? Is my journal not inspiring? <laughs> do I hate my pens? Do they keep running out? Do the, like, am I enjoying this, right? Do I want to add a tarot deck? Do I want to get a beautiful crystal for the morning to hold while I meditate? Do I want to use a beautiful shawl because it's cold in the morning? Do I want to wear my robe? Do I want to dance to different music, right? Do I hate all the music Elena gave me <laughs> and try different music? Like be really flexible, but also check in with yourself and just make whatever changes feel good to you. And number five is give yourself playful permission to skip a day or a week if you want to right just just like it's not rigid thing that makes you a success or not right it's all about giving yourself playful permission to skip if you need to but just stay conscious of the positive negative habit loop meaning like the thing that you keep doing will positively reinforce itself because you enjoy it <laughs> but when you stop doing it um, the reinforcement of not having to do it starts to take over and it gets filled with something else. So just notice what I would say, if you do skip a day or two or three, 
just stay really present with how you feel and act during the days when you don't do it. Because that might be motivation enough for you in that moment, those three seconds of courage when your alarm rings or you wake up and say, okay, I want to do my morning practice or do I want to stay in bed? If you have that purpose to your practice and you know that you're going to feel amazing as soon as you start or finish, it's going to help you to motivate because you're just like you're a human machine, your emotions, your spirit, you're all these things. But first thing in the morning, you're just like a habitual creature who will most likely do the most comfortable thing, which might be staying in bed, unless you have a purpose to your practice. So just to review those tips, stay flexible. Don't leave your family out unless you want to. (laughs) Automate as much as possible. Check in and question your practice until you find what feels good and then just keep checking in based on your own rhythms. And then playful permission to skip a day or a week or whatever works for you. But please keep coming back because once you start noticing the benefits, the return on investment of your time, I think you'll be as hooked on it as I am. So there's a reason I've been teaching this for a long time. There's a reason that thousands of people have downloaded the free practice and keep telling me how awesome it is uh, for them and their lives and the things that they've been able to accomplish with it. Um, I believe in it. I'm a true believer. That's it. I hope you become one too. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, I would encourage you to share this with uh, maybe an accountability partner. Maybe you have a biz bestie or a sister or cousin or friend or partner who you want to do it with. And it's really helpful because I actually have a neighbor who she and I, um, years ago, she was like, I really want to wake up earlier. Like, but the problem is I'm going to bed too late. So she and I committed that at 1030 every night, she, she and I could actually see each other's windows. If we look out the window and our lights are on, we text each other and say, are you going to sleep? Um, and that would be like our little prompt to stop what we're doing, turn off the Netflix show and go to bed. So if you have someone you want to be accountable with, then share this episode with them and then make a plan to be accountable and just try it together. If you want to do this in community of amazing, intuitive, ambitious women entrepreneurs, join my divinely aligned circle. The doors are open right now where we base our foundational work starts with this morning practice and declaring your purpose and your, what you want, your desires. So it's a great place to start. You can check out the details in my show notes, as well as the link in my bio at Elena underscore Lipson. And I'd be so grateful if you reviewed this, gave it five stars. If you enjoy this, shared any takeaways with me, um, that way more people can find my podcast. It would be amazing. And also you can leave, you can take a snapshot of the screen that you're looking at right now, post it on Instagram stories and tag me and let me know how it goes for you over the next weeks, days, months. And I'm curious, hopefully it's something that has awoken a part of you that wants to try a morning practice. So I will see you there. Have an amazing rest of your day, evening, week, month. And again, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, 
I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elanalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.